Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and we're here at Parents, Kids, Music today to share with you about what parents, kids, and music, what we all think about it and what we as parents or adults grew up with in music with our families. And I'd like to welcome online Mr. Jay Logan from San Francisco. Mr. Logan, how are you today? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, that is so wonderful. Jay, any good stuff today? Um, yeah, well, today is a great day. Uh, one of our uh, children's groups out here on the West Coast has made it to the top ten, and they're called Pop Life. So we're rooting for them in San Francisco. There's five young people, and they're making strides to bring a very positive light to the Bay Area, and they're called Pop Life. And I'm so happy last night they made the top ten. That sounds wonderful, Jay, wonderful. Well, Jay, you want to take us through any of the top news today before we get started and share who our guest is today? Um, uh, Today we had, this week has been really, really, really um, a slow week in the music business. So there's not a lot of uh, top news, and that's why we're bringing uh, the America's Got Talent news out and discussing that because that's been our top news here, young kids making positive images for the, you know, for the things that are happening here in the Bay and throughout the nation. And that's been the top news. The young people are really, really stepping up, I think, this year, and this is going to be a great year for education. Um, I wanted to also bring to the light, uh, I wanted to talk about a lot of technology today, and I wanted to know from you, um, Davis, is technology helping or is it hurting our kids? And that's what the top news for the day. I wanted to really discuss that, what is technology doing with our kids. So given that said, uh, there hasn't been a lot going on in the music uh, industry uh, this week. It's been kind of slow. You know, Jay, I have to actually say that I think that, you know, I think today things are, things are really happening today with kids. I think that technology is super cool for the kids. But I also think the other issue is, are we selling out on them? I mean, are we really selling out on them musically? And are we selling out on them with everyday writing? I mean, kids no longer are getting script writing. It's hard for kids to get their music programs in. You know, it's great to be academic, but if we're not balancing them out with some of the old traditional tools as well, it's almost like they're just robotic on a computer. I mean, I have a funny story. I saw a child give me a note, and it said the letter U for you, R for R, here. And that's the way they wrote a story to me. So that's getting concerning when they're writing U, R, here, because if they're filling out an application for work or so forth, you know what, uh, putting a U and an R will truly not get them the job. Right, right. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Well, I understand, you know, some kids need extra help with this uh, technology, but 
and understand they need calculators, especially those in algebra and geometry and calculus. But just, you know, I see them moving from multiplying and dividing. Um, I think kids need to be challenged. I don't think they need a calculator to multiply, multiply and divide. And uh, I really, I think, I think we tend to let these things slide by. Well, you know what? And uh, it's very sad because I mean, we're kids. What happened to remembering, memorization? What happened to remembering? You know, we used to, when I was young, I used to have to remember these things. And I'm looking at these kids, and they go right to their cell phone, and they go right to their uh, their little tab and their iPads, and they can't even remember how to multiply and divide. And I think that's really sad. I think that's hurting. That that shows where technology is is, is hurting our young people. And like what you just said, uh, the way that their uh, <laughs> their grammar and as far as their writing skills. You know, they're using the wrong words and using the wrong spelling. And I think that's, that you made that point. That's very interesting that you made that point because it's a whole new language now. It's like not when I grew up, it wasn't like this. So that's very interesting that you made that point. And uh, that's what technology, we need, to, we need to draw that line, you know. We need to draw that line because um, are these gadgets, we got to wonder, are these gadgets worth investing in, these new gadgets and you know, that's what I'm saying. These new gadgets are good, but then you see where they're not. And uh, that hurts. That hurts. So I, I really challenge our audience to make sure when you buy these gadgets, make sure your kids are doing, you know, they're supposed to use these gadgets to, to help help their lives and not make us depend on these products. We should not let technology rule our lives. We should, like, technology should help us and not rule us. And that's the point. That uh, that I'm making today, and you make. That's re- that's really interesting. Um, I have to agree with you. You know, I think today's kids are, you know, one of the things that I was reading today too was in Mashable.com about the fact that now some students are thinking they don't need to go to um, college. They want to be like the Mark Zuckerbergs who started Facebook, and you know uh, the. Uh, Bill Gates, and all these other folks, and that's great, but college is still relevant. Learning is still relevant, and somehow these kids are getting the feeling that they don't have to do that, you know, and that they can, you know, become rich. But the thing is, you do need both. Right. And some and some of these kids actually, what's really, really interesting is some of these kids actually um, have had the opportunity where they've already been in college. A lot of people don't realize, few of the guys who did go to college, they did have some skill set in learning some theory in college and then decided they could do more on their own. So it's not like they didn't go to college at all, you know? Right, right. Um, that's kind of that's interesting that, you know, people, the kids are now thinking that they don't need college and they can just jump out of high school. And, and it's, like, it's good for some kids. Some kids can do that. That's a rough way to go, but in the long, in the end, when you get and you when you get older, you're gonna wish you had those college skills and you had those credentials. Um, unless you make a lot of money and you're very successful, um, like the Bill Gates and the the, the great uh, people who have made a lot of money. Really, college is very important. And to teach our kids not to go to college. That's that's a very Scary and dangerous vision there, you know. You, you, you definitely need that education. Um, it's not like it used to be um, back in the day where you could jump out 
and uh, not go to college and be successful. Now, so much competition now, that's definitely the wrong thing to do. And uh, hopefully that these kids will wake up and they can do both. You know, you can go to college part-time and you can uh, you can also be an entrepreneur. So you can, you just got to have to, uh, just got to have to uh, work at it. And that's, uh, that's what you have to do now. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, that's that's very interesting that you brought that point up. Trying to trying to avoid no, it, college. It, 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 you know, it's so interesting, mm-hmm. Jay, because you're sitting there and you're actually wondering, like, you know, where are they getting this from that you don't need to go to college? I mean, I was watching the Jay Leno show, and it was so hilarious that Jay had some of the college students there and some high school students. And he asked this girl, where was the Amazon jungle? And she said it was in Africa. But he asked her where Amazon.com was, and she said, oh, I can tell you the latest sale, you know. And (laughs) I thought it was the most hilarious thing. And he asked another person, what was the capital of Alabama? They didn't know, but they could tell him about Angry Birds and what the app on the iPhone or the iPad does. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. So there you go. There's another... There's no way that technology is is more 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 powerful than education. You know, the kids know where these other things are. Somehow, they're on the internet, and they're being all the being all these things are being promoted to them, and they're learning the wrong things. Um, I I want to share with our audience um, what I do with my daughter. Um, there's a there's a technology website, and I, I know you're probably familiar with this, uh, Ms. Davis. It's called Khan Academy. That's K H A N Academy. And I go there with my daughter, Jelena, and in fact, you know, you can watch for free. You can learn almost anything for free. And so maybe, you know, the, you know, our listeners, we can post that on our site, conacademy.com. And, uh, I mean, Bill Gates and a lot of other people are raving. They're raving about this, uh, this thing where you can learn algebra and uh, all kind of quadratic formulas and it introduces you to functions and all kind of things you can learn there. Um and so if you get a chance, um, and this is where technology is good. So you got some good things about technology, and you got some not-so-good things about technology. But this Academy page, Khan Academy, K-H-A-N Academy, will definitely help um, some of our listeners out there and their kids learn learn everything uh, for free. Wow. That is really cool. <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's it's a wonderful website. Uh, it's helped my daughter. It's almost like going. It's almost like taking your your twelve year old daughter to to college, and if you share that with your with your kids, uh, it's been such a help for me. I just had to share it um, on our page, and so we'll have that posted on our website um, for you guys. To oh, that would going. be absolutely amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes. Jay, tell me something. What do you think if your daughter came to you and said that? She was in college, and she had enough of college, and she wanted to become an entrepreneur. I mean, would you be concerned about that? Yes, very so. I would be very concerned about that because, uh, you know, you always want your kid to go further in their educational uh, skills than you. And just to drop out of college to become an uh, entrepreneur, that would, that would bother me a lot because, I, you know, you have high hopes for your children. And I, I I wouldn't understand that. Now, I don't know. The other side of it is, you know, if they had a great investor and you saw a great great game plan and you had, you know, you had all your ducks lined up in the row, 
you know, hey, she's getting ready to start a bakery, and they're already going to open three stores, and she wants to be a great owner of a bakery. Well, you have to give, you know, sometimes you might have to give your, your kid a chance. But in the long run, as, as a parent, I would like my daughter to go to college and uh, get a degree first, and you can do that other stuff later. You can always uh, be an entrepreneur later. Um, I wouldn't want my daughter to go to college. Um, that would bother me, yes, I would say. Well, you know, that's really interesting, Jay, because, um, you know, I, I don't have any children yet, and I, I definitely intend to have some. And I think, you know, I was really lucky with my mom. You know, my brother and I, we were able to say, you know what, Mom, you know, I want to do this or do that. My brother went to Cornell and got a degree in communications and became a, you know, a um, stockbroker and, you know, he had all these licenses and then ended up going to Florida and now he's becoming a doctor. You know, so you never know where your where your life's going to lead you. And, you know, I, with having my business in London and New York, you know, it's been really cool. So I've worked in corporate and all of that. It's, it's, I do agree with you, though, that college degree is very important. You can do anything after that, but really get your education so that you can have a choice on what you want to do. Because if that entrepreneurial situation doesn't work out, you don't want to have to find yourself going back to school because you might end up owing so much money or it could have been fruitful in some other ways, but then now you have to go back to school and get the degree. And who knows where you are at that point in your life, whether you even feel like uh, going through that, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot different even, even though uh, this week uh, I had to enroll my daughter in <laughs> – in middle school, so she's finally going to middle school, and you know I'm looking at the uh, the teacher's help now. They usually the teacher would give you a tour through the school. You know when you first come in and you're a freshman and you come in there. Now they don't give you a tour. They might have a volunteer or another little kid, your same age as your daughter, or maybe in junior high school, and they'll give the kid a tour. Well, the tour guide that was giving us a tour, fortunately, ran off. So we were kind of lost in the school. We didn't know where the lockers were. We didn't know what class, where the classes were. We didn't know they had a little section called the bungalows, and we were supposed to find this section where she'll be going to class. This is the first time that she's going to be having several teachers instead of one teacher. In middle school, she's going to the sixth grade. So I'm looking at the budgets, and I'm looking at how things are done now, and I know that, you know, when you are going through the educational process with your kids, you're going to need help, and I've noticed that we don't have a lot of help. And uh, it's, it's, it's a very, very situation to where now the parents got to get even triple involved now in their kids' education. And that's the same thing that's going to go for the colleges now since they, the college tuitions have went up, the kids are going to college, they can't afford a lot of the things at college, nor can they afford just to live on the campus anymore. And uh, right now the best time to be part of your kids' college life and making sure that they do get their degrees because as we go further and further into the future, we're going to have less resources. And right now, kids need to go to college to get their degrees because the resources resources now aren't like they used to be. And you're going to be an entrepreneur now might not be a good idea. Now, going into 2020, going into 2022 and so forth. So I would think kids now would not want to go and try to be an entrepreneur 
and really get bear down on getting their education and bear down in getting their degrees because those opportunities, we don't know what technology is going to do. Like kids now are getting trained for jobs that don't exist yet. So technology is training our kids now, and they don't know what those jobs are going to be 10 years from now because the technology is moving so fast. So right now it's the best time to stay in college and get educated and get your degree. Well, you know, I, I tell you, you know, what I really wonder, you know, let, let's, get, let's get back to, like, the music thing. Have you heard, Jay, about the new thing with um, Skype? They want to bring a vision of a more connected classroom. Uh, so, you know, they're trying to actually launch Wi-Fi hotspot service partnership with Facebook, you know, that will offer a video chat feature for, you know, for kids. And um, it's supposed to be quite interesting, you know. It's like a dedicated teacher network kind of thing. Wow. Which seems like it would be, which seems like it looks like it would be quite cool, you know. You know, it's like a dedicated uh, network. You know, it's like mm-hmm. teachers can create can create um, profiles that actually describe their classes and teaching interests. You know, and they can also search for other teachers from all over the world by suited age, range, language, and subject. I think that's really cool. Well, so that's, that's like an unlimited, is, is, that, is that like an unlimited class size where the, your classroom could be the world? Because that's great. Is, is that well, like, no, um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not so much like that. It's more like, you know, the, the teachers, you know, can coordinate projects. They can talk with each other support each other in the classroom, you know, it, it allows them to post and search for projects that, you know, are, you know, might be special projects for their classes. It really is a support for the, you know, for the teacher. And that's, that's really great because now, you know, it, a lot of teachers are, there's so many cutbacks right now with what's going on in the classrooms and the budget and so forth. So, like, we have music cut out. In some countries, gym is actually cut out. You know, um, where we used to get gym twice a week, some, some two or three times a week. Now students are getting it once a week, you know. Uh, so it's it's more connecting people that way. I'm sure that at some point, and, I'm, and, and it's easy to do, where you can get, you know, that's a, actually that's a cool project we should look at. Uh, Jay, is having students from different countries actually interact with each other. I think that would be pretty cool. That would be. That would be. Um, because this is actually that, this is actually a dedicated network for teachers, you know. But, you know, since uh-huh. we're launching our Treasure in Your Schools project, you know, soon, I think it would be great, to, you know, to talk about having students connect with each other. Because, you know, I think we adults, it's cool to hear from us adults, but I think that, you know, Kids get a better sense of what's happening from kids their own age, right? Because we've right. been adults already, and you know, you know how uh, uh, the teenagers think that we are—they think that we're from Mars, like we were never kids, and we're—you know, twenty-four to them is older than dirt, you know. So right. God forbid if you're thirty, you know, we are then considered right. the, you know, just like the dumbest people. So. You know, it's just, it's really kind of funny. It really is funny, you know. But I just thought I would share that, like, that's really cool that Skype is launching this dedicated network, you know, for the teachers. Because the teachers are really, you know, not getting what they need. 
You know, what what, what do you think about this, Jay? You know, like a person not knowing where the Amazon jungle is, but they actually know where Amazon.com is and the latest, like the latest thing that's going on with YouTube. That's uh, that's very that's very that's um that's kind of sad to me because um that means that they're more interested in the YouTube and the social social consciousness than they are in educating themselves about the whole world and um very narrow minded you know I can't believe that a person would just know that and not know the other um it's hard to believe actually because our focus was learning when we were kids and. That means your head is not in the books anymore. It's uh, it's being focused in other areas. I mean, you should that shouldn't be something that you know. Uh, you know what Amazon? You, know, you don't know where the Amazon is, but you know where the website is. I think that's very, very, very uh, <laughs> sad. I mean, that's everybody's being being um, pretty much promoted sales and clothes and items and materialistic things. Um, and that's what's wrong with the website and the Internet now. There's so much promotion. It's turned into a promotional thing. I remember the Internet used to be something where you it's a place to learn. It was like a library. We would think of what the Internet was like, the library of wisdom. Now the Internet has changed into a big mall. It's a mall. You can buy things. You can, you can sell things. It's just like going to the mall. What happened to the, the, the um, member of the pipeline and Al Gore had it, the pipeline of education and it's supposed to change the world. But now it's turned into a big promo machine. And that's uh that's 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 kinda of sad because everybody's selling music and selling toys. You got eBay, you got Amazon dot com, you got all these other things other than what it was meant for. It's supposed to be the, the pipeline I, I of agree. education. Mhm. I totally wow. agree. Have you have you seen the new um, the new uh, HP tablet everyone's talking about? Yeah, that's, 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 that's funny you bring these tablets up. Yes, I have seen those. I've seen the blue uh, BlackBerry tablet. They they have the Kobe tablet, the the Galaxy tablet. They got all these tablets. Then nobody's writing anymore. It's back to what you were saying earlier. You got all these tablets now. So when do you learn how to actually use a pencil or a pen? When when does that come in now? Uh, are we getting rid of the pen? Is that the end of the pen? Is that the end of the the pencil? Because we have these tablets. What's happened? Um, I know. How do you write a I book? Know. Yeah. How do you, how do you write a book? How, do you do you have to sign your name anymore, or can you just take a picture of your signature that you wrote one time and you just uh, scan it in now? Is that what it is now? Uh, what's going on? What's going on with all these tablets? You know, all these kids they have them. They, they take them to school. They even have the tablet that's, um, I don't know if you've seen the tablet where Asus makes a tablet where it's part tablet and part laptop. So you can disconnect the tablet from the keyboard, and now it's just a tablet, and then you can connect it back to the keyboard section, and now it's a laptop. So at this point, are we going to stop signing our names and just use scan, scan thumbprint? Because I'm seeing that, I'm seeing that come when you go to the bank, you cash a check. If you're not a member of that bank, you give them your thumbprint or your your um your point index finger uh, print, and so are we going to just now scan thumbs, and we're not going to use signatures anymore because we don't use pencils? 
I see. I can see. <laughs> I see. It, I see it coming. I see it coming. The retina. You know, we just show your retina, show your eye, uh, or use your uh, scan your thumbprint or your handprint, and then no pencils. We're not cutting. You know. I see that industry leaving the paper industry going out of business. Um, wow. The newspaper. Yeah. So yeah, this is it's amazing. They have all these tablets now. So, and they're getting smaller and faster. And cheaper. I mean, you know, look at the iPad. When that came out, what was it, six ninety nine? So now they got tablets for ninety nine dollars, one hundred and thirty dollars. They all use uh, Android or some form of Android or Wi Fi, and um, you can get all these applications on them. None of them use paper. None of them use pencils. I I just wow. feel sooner or later all these tablets are going to be implemented in our educational system. They're going to have these tablets on the desk. They're going to be part of the desk because they're getting so cheap. I can see the tablets in five years being $20 a piece, just like remember when we got those giant calculators and then they start giving them away for free because they were solar-powered solar operated. I can see these tablets coming to our school system, and the kids will just learn from these tablets, and they'll, they'll never have to use paper because the school systems don't want to pay for paper and books. Why should they have to come up with new books when they can put everything on PDF and the kids can just look at a tablet that saves millions of dollars in the school system. So I can see where uh, where we're going with this. Um, it's a sad thing, you know. And I can see a pencil costing $5 because they don't make them anymore. Wow. Yeah, so technology wow. is r- really something. Um, you can see that coming, and that's amazing that you mentioned those tablets because uh, it's scary. It's very scary. It's scary where we're going with this, you know. Um Ah, could you see, like, a tablet being in the playpen where the kid is hungry? They can just email you or text you on the tablet, and the kid will have a tablet, you know, instead of, uh, I remember we used to have those spin wheels and those little things, those little games that the little toddlers used to have in the playpen. They can spin them or push the beats across the pole or spin the wheel. Well, now they're going to have tablets in there where they're virtual toys, and the little Toddlers can just press on the tablet and do all that stuff on a tablet. I can see that happening in the next five, six years, where there's just virtual everything, no real anything, and uh, you can just change the stuff with software. And uh, everything is soft buttons. So those days are coming, and it's going to be cheaper, but it's cheaper better. You know, I like the fact of having a book in my hand and, and being able to open the book you- and turn the page. <laughs> huh? Well, guess what? Guess who has joined us? Folks, we're so excited. We actually have Khalid Amin coming in from London, and he's a special guest. Khalid Amin is actually a business development specialist, and amongst many other things, he's a specialist in music and tech. He just has a unique understanding to music and tech and has a great family of a son who's following in the footsteps of music and a wonderful daughter and wife. So we're just going to, you know, find out a few things about his thoughts on education and music and tech and, you know, just in reference to his family and what he sees there in London. Welcome, Khalid. Uh, Welcome, Khalid. Very pleased to be with you. Can you hear me? Yes, Yes. we can, Khalid. You're on live with Jay Logan and Gail Davis. How are you? I'm I'm very well, and it's a pleasure for me to join you. Oh, Oh, thank you so much. You know, Khalid, you came in at the right time. We were actually just having a conversation here about, you know, there's a lot going on globally about youth and education and music and tech. And we were just sharing about how here 
in the U.S. that uh, they've stopped the ch- they've stopped script writing for the kids in class, and how music seems to be more interesting to the children than really learning. Even the smartest of kids, you know, are finding more interested in tech gadgets and things like that in everyday education. And, you know, we're just wondering, you know, you're a family man with two children. You know, you've been in the music and tech and, you know, corporate fields. Just want to know how education is out there in London and what is the approach and, you know, things of that nature. In, in, in my experience, I have a nine-year-old and, and a four-year-old. Um, certainly for my nine-year-old, in, in the school that he's at, they try to balance between, um, you know, learning creative uh, skills, whether it's music or uh, art or anything like that, and then the, 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 the normal discipline, the maths and the English and so on. Um, they're very teched up. I mean, I have whiteboards, and they've all got this, there's a PC room. Um, so for those kids, it's very easy, and they feel very comfortable with technology. It doesn't scare them. Uh, you know, my, my four-year-old can find their way around the PC very easily. And, and it has its ups and downs. I, I heard some of what was just being said. It, it certainly has to be controlled um, because you, you want to be sure that the children are still able to read a book and still able to, to count, you know, to do their math without having to use a calculator or computer. Wow, that's really interesting. You know, one of the things we were wondering about, Khalid, you know, a lot of the teenagers here have different forms of music. When your kids listen to music, like your four-year-old and your nine-year-old, do they listen to music that's different than the music that you grew up on? And, you know, how did music play a part in your family that you have now, and also the family that you grew up in with your parents. What is the difference? I, I, I didn't grow my, my my upbringing, there was no music around. I, I kind of found it for myself, and I've been playing since a very young age, and I've always had instruments around the house. So for my kids, and picking my son, who's nine, again, he can just pick up the guitar, he can play the piano, because they're, they're, they're around him. In terms of the technology, um, part of it is the music that I play. I, I, I like to have music all the time. I like it in the background. I like it when I'm cooking. I always like to have, and it will always be very different music. It can be soul one night, and then it might be some, um, you know, some rock the next. It, it, it's never the same thing. And what, what it's led to is that for my son, he, he wants to explore music. Um, and, and the beauty, I suppose, of some of the new technologies is that it's very easy for him to find music. Um, so he has, you may be familiar with Spotify, which was just launched in the US. He has his own Spotify playlist. Some of the stuff that's on there I recognize because I played it for him. Other stuff he's completely found for himself. Um, the beauty of it is that he can find it very easily. He doesn't have to go rummaging or spend too much time doing much legwork. He can find anything that he wants and he can find it quickly. And, and, and I think what that's done is it's opened up his his vision in terms of music. There's nothing, there's no type of music he, he won't listen to or he doesn't like. And I think that's a good thing. Um, so it, the flip side to that, I suppose, is that he will flip. He will he will move very quickly from one thing to the next. When we were growing up, there may have been three or four albums lying around the house, and that's all you listen to all the time. Whereas now he has the whole universe and the whole history of music at his fingertips 
Uh, so he, he, he jumps from one thing to the next to the next. But that's the same. I think all kids are the same now. They can just, everything has to happen very quickly. And then they'll get bored. That's my experience, anyway. Well, you know, we, we understand that your daughter... Oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead, Jay. I'm, I'm just interested in how long have they they've been playing music? How long... How long did it take them to get talented and learn whether it took them to get to this stage? Well, my okay, so so I, I've been teaching. I can't read music, but I can play the guitar, and I, I've been playing for a while. So I've been teaching my son, and it didn't take him long at all to to pick out the, the, the you know the, the key chords that he needed to know, and then to understand that most songs were made up of, of four or five of the most basic chords. If you minor chords and major chords, then you can play a song. And then once he figured out that it wasn't that complicated to, to play a song, he was then writing his own songs. When I say writing, he would put five chords together and say, well, I've written a song. Uh, so that, that didn't take too long, actually. I mean, that was probably from, from zero to, to being able to play four or five chords smoothly on the guitar and pick a tune, probably about, I don't know, six to eight months. Okay, so um, there's a been okay. Sorry, go on. So clearly the muscles took about six months, you know, because, you know, when you first start playing, it's hard to push those strings down. So the muscles took about six months just to be able to yeah, push it, it down. Yeah, it, 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 absolutely. And his fingers were hurting, and it was, you know, you get the tread marks on your fingers, and he didn't like all that, and he wasn't getting the sound that he wanted, and he was, you know. And part of it is trying to push him and make sure that he, he, was, he was playing a lot, not just when he was being told to play. Um, oh. What pleases me now is that he, he'll just pick up the guitar naturally, I suppose, in the way that I do, without thinking about it, and just as a form of comfort, I just sit and play, and he'll do the same. Um, the key thing for me, I think, was I wanted to be sure that both my kids weren't scared of, 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 of instruments, weren't scared of, you know, instruments didn't frighten them, the piano wouldn't frighten them, or a keyboard wouldn't frighten them. They would just have, have a sense of, you know, how to engage with, with an instrument and then how to engage with music. Because I have, I have colleagues and friends in their 30s and 40s who still can't play an instrument and who would love to be able to play, but just it's, you know, they, they, they hit a wall. It's not something they feel they can do. Right. Well, he didn't get discouraged, then, because like, like, like you said, a lot of kids, they just get discouraged and they quit. Quickly, yeah, quickly. And, and sometimes, certainly there's a point where they quit and that's it, they're never going to do it again. And I suppose, I suppose if you if you persist enough, and if you find something they can engage with, because any instrument um, or any piece of tech, I mean, you know, if you have GarageBand on 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 an Apple machine, it's a great great piece of technology. You know, most kids can use that now to create loops and tracks and all sorts of stuff. But they have to persist, and there's a point where they do something that clicks with them. So they're not just doing the same chord over and over and over. But suddenly they're doing something, and they they're controlling what's happening as opposed to it controlling them, if that makes sense. And and I think the danger with some tech is that it just it, you know it's it can be overpowering, and it's how you use it, you know how how you use it in moderation, how you make it do what you want it to do, um, and so on. So so certainly being persistent. I mean, I've said to him he needs to be playing regularly all the time and then and then of course you know we all have the technology now that before he would just play in his bedroom now he can play and he can record it onto a pc 
and you can send it on to his mates and so on. So I think that's, again, that's a good development. And, and, and you were talking a lot about education. I, I, I think, I think it, it, it feeds into their education, being able to think in a certain way, being creative, uh, using technology to, to achieve what they want to achieve, having certain kind of ambition, I really want to learn, you know, that song that I've been listening to and then working on it. And then when they learn it, they achieve something. And that gives them a sense of, a, a sense of achievement, which I think is quite important, even at a young age. And I think that carries over into into uh, into education. Well, you know, okay. I have a I have a really fun question for you, um, Khalid. We were talking earlier, and I was shocked when you told me that when you sent us the, the really cool video of your son, Jay and I really got a chance to look at it, and we loved it. But the fact that your son is getting this is where technology is really cool. Your son is being you know, is enthused by Spotify, which I love Spotify. Yeah. And I found that really cool. You were saying how so far ahead he is in musical musical interests because he listens to Spotify. And can you share a little bit with us about, you know, how you see technology fits in with youth and in general and how your son is so, you know, has so much energy from, you know, this new app that's been out. It's been out for quite a while for us adults, but, I mean, like that he's really into it. I mean, imagine when, when, when we were younger, imagine when we were young and our library of music was just everything that's ever been released. Imagine walking into a room and it was floor to ceiling everything that you ever wanted. You know, all, everything that Motown ever, Motown ever released, it's, it's up. Everything that Atlantic ever released, it's up. Everything that EMI, everything, everything, everything. And imagine having that and then being able to pick and choose what you want, you know, what you want to listen to. And then from that, you listen to a track, and then you go, actually, I'd like to listen to something similar to that. And two clicks of a button, and you're there. And, and I think that it's made that process of finding music easier. Now, whether that's a good thing or not is, is a kind of new point, because possibly if it's too easy to find and you don't have to struggle, there's no, it's almost like there's no effort, there's no challenge. And maybe it's too easy. Whereas if you have to, um, again, when I was younger, I was I was heavily into into um, into kind of dub reggae and, and lovers rock, and I, there were only two shops in London that had the stuff that I wanted. You have to go and find them, and you know, and that was an adventure in itself, an interesting. But I had to have the conviction to go and do it. Now, it's it's it can be a hobby. You just sit in front of the PC, you pull up Spotify or Pandora or whatever other services. And you can listen to all the music you want in the world. And, and I think that's a good thing, because if it's used in the right way, I think it's great. Um, and also, I mean, the other side to it is, you know, a lot of the youth and the kids now are able to, to produce music and, and have people share, it, uh, share, share the music very easily using, you know, SoundCloud is another great service, if, if, you, if, if you've not seen that before. Global, oh, I love all SoundCloud. Alexander yeah, it's fantastic. It's amazing, and and you know you you can uh, uh, all over the place. You have you have uh, kids able to create amazing music and upload it, and somebody on the other side of the world can listen to it straight away. It's fantastic. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that your son's on SoundCloud too? No, he's he's looking at it. I haven't. I, 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 so what I promised him, Gail, is that if he if he writes five decent songs by the end of the year. I'll, I'll I'll take him somewhere into the studio and we'll record them and then put them up, you know, maybe put them up on SoundCloud or something. Because again, it's it's the tools are there, 
Um, and, and it's so great. Yeah, yeah and it's. Uh, I mean, the, the other thing I just want to quickly talk about, if I can, is I'm involved sure. with an organization called Unconvention. Unconvention is a nonprofit um, uh, group of events that take place around the world in Latin America and Africa, focused on music as culture. Uh, so really talking about music and what it means, particularly within impoverished communities. And music is a very powerful medium. It's a very, very powerful medium to express, um, to be able to express how you feel, how you want to feel, your anger, anything. Um, and, and that's always been there, but now you have the technology where you can share that. So there are kids in, in Guatemala and in, in Palestine and in Egypt, where I'm from, who are creating really interesting music and able to share it with the world. So it's a means of expression, and the technology is a tool that allows you to share that expression beyond your neighborhood, which, again, I think is a very good thing. Well, that's really great because you know that we have shared with you that Jay and I and some of our team are involved in a project that will be coming out sometime next week called the Jay Life Program, which gives money yeah. back to um, and has donated already to schools in South Africa, the e-learning foundation there in London, and also New York and Oakland. It, it evolves around children and their self-expression in music and film and tech and everything. So maybe there's a possibility for us to create some synergies with this wonderful program. Can you let our audience know what the web address is to this nonprofit organization that you're involved in? Absolutely. It's uh, unconventionhub.org. Unconventionhub.org. Um, and you, you will see, like I'd say, there was, there was a couple of events that took place in one in Argentina, one in Colombia. They went into the barrios, they met with some of the, the, the local kind of hip-hop artists there. There's some video up there. It just it really it shows the power of music, I think, the key thing. And, and the power well, that that's great. To, uh, yes, well, you know, Colleen, we want to thank you so much for being on today and giving us the outlook coming in from London. You know, because often every country has a different approach and culture to how we learn. But either way, we all learn. And it's just so amazing to know that you're in the industry and you get to share this with your son. And he actually is having fun with it. You know, but one question we have to ask you before we leave. Your daughter, yeah. does she have musical taste as well? Uh, she, she does. She dances. She's a dancer. Uh, she's, she's found <laughs> my, my wife is Indian and she's, she's found a piece of music that she loves and she will dance to. She'll put on some Indian clothes and dance to it. And that's something that came completely just, it was her own thing. Um, and it's, it's lovely to watch a girl. I mean, you know, when she's four years old, it's really nice to watch her just getting lost in the music. Um, so yeah, she, she's, uh, yeah, she, she's, she's getting there. I'll have a guitar in her hands as, as, soon as, as soon as she's big enough. She's very small. <laughs> and, Jay, do you have any last parting questions for Khalid as well? Yeah, I, I wanted to. I was interested in just to ask him about, um, he, he was talking about the the world and how the world is embracing music and how his son is getting, being able to hear music from all over the world. And given that said, I wanted to say to him that that is great. We're in... Now we're going to see a new type of music develop because now all of the countries are going to mix their music 
and their history together. So this new world yeah. music is going to be great. It's going to be great and wonderful because now all the countries can share with this new technology. We can share our music. We can mix it up. We can put the R&B and the soul and the blues with the Indian music, with the Afghanistan, Afghanistan music, with the Latino music. And I'm just excited to hear what he thinks about that. Well, you know, Jay, I think we're going to have to save that for next time because it's time for us to go. It's gotten so good that we actually have to go now. But oh, <laughs> Kali will come back and join us at another time. Kali, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank said, you. We thank our thank audience, you. and we're closing out. Thank you, listeners, and have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you. Bye. All right, Tony, I'm out.